following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan it's time for the huge show from the east side to the west side to the UP the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE that's 1-866-838-4843 now the huge one Bill Simonson What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey. 19 radio stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes, just a laid-back day, working hard as our executive producer in a moment. NHL legend Mike Knubel will join us in studio. Go through his laundry list of teams. He's played for the U.S. in the Olympics. Son Cole is off to... Notre Dame, Cam plays down at Western. Great family. We'll talk about the Stanley Cup Finals. Can they have any more overtime games? My Lord. Maybe maybe the greatest playoffs because it's not, you know, the wings and you have no vested interest. But we'll, we'll talk about and surprises just like the NBA Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Man, what about Vegas? And Mike will talk hockey with us. Uh, Griffin still looking for a head coach. Uh, what are the wings doing during this offseason? We'll touch on all that with Knubel. I did get a breaking news story about an hour ago that Michigan State and Penn State are going to play on Black Friday night at Ford Field. And my first thought was, whoa, wait a minute. The high school championships, are they going to play a couple? They can't play the same day because of TV and the teams. Uh, what's going on? So I... I go around Twitter online. I try and find out. And then I hear that the Friday games are moved to Saturday. The Saturday games move to Sunday. And if a school, because of religious reasons, or even one player has religious reasons, they're going to move, flex those teams to Saturday. But then Superfly had a great point. What if you have every team that can't play on Sunday? Are you going to turn around and do a a, a Saturday-Monday thing? I'm going to say this about Michigan State football. I get the Peacock, and they're looking to get these games where you got to pay for subscriptions. I, I, I get that. But Michigan State could have said, we're going to play in East Lansing at Spartan Stadium, even if it was a requested and forced night game from NBC and Peacock. I don't have all the contractual details. They could have played that game in East Lansing. Because there's a lot of different reasons here. And I'll, I'll give you my quick opinion on this, and then we'll get to Mike. One, seeing your your last game for those seniors will be at Ford Field, not at Spartan Stadium. That, that's the first thing. Okay? Your last home game. You just allowed the Penn State fans now to cut their drive to come to East Lansing they're a preseason top 15 team for the most part. And that place will be full of Penn State fans who will jump in on the tickets right now 
because they're expecting a season and the Spartan Nation is hoping they could be a bowl qualifier. Michigan State also knows because if we played bad weather, it's Black Friday, it's a Thanksgiving weekend, they struggle to draw anyways, that a night game on Black Friday, you could see a completely empty stadium outside of 25,000 diehards, which doesn't look big in there. So the optics. So we're going to move it to Ford Field, which, by the way, if it's on Peacock and the subscription, Michigan State fans may what? Buy a ticket now instead of paying the Peacock fee so they go down to Ford Field to watch a game. And I'm talking about the Michigan State faithful. And it was easy for Ford Field to say, we're going to make a ton off of concessions, more than we make off of high school. They do treat Mark Ewell and the Michigan High School Athletic Association very well. Mark, ironically, is scheduled to join us in about an hour. We're going to talk about some of the rule changes approved in the last few weeks. So he would have to work with them and probably would want to work with them. But look at what Michigan State, a team that some say may be lucky to be 500, that would be a good year. By the time you get to the end of that season, let's just say they're 3-8 and eight going into that game. Who, and I don't mean to sound like a big owl, is making that drive on a holiday weekend, Black Friday. Look at the Spartan nation that you just destroyed on Black Friday. Now they're going to have to go shopping in Detroit, and those malls are insane. Uh, You're Michigan State. If you're forced to play a Friday night game, you should have played it at Spartan Stadium. So now you're triggering this avalanche, if I can use the near-winter phrase for Thanksgiving weekend, And I think busting up the tradition of Michigan high school football on Friday and Saturday for a Peacock-NBC Friday night game is so wrong, and I'll go back to on so many levels. So now people on Twitter are blaming me. They're blaming the weather. They're blaming NBC. Michigan State had the power to say we're going to play it at home. Oh, a night game in March, it could be below zero. Or a night night game in November, it could be below freezing. I think they were concerned that if they're forced to play a night game, Black Friday, holiday weekend, that they were going to get zero fans in those stands. Now, would the Penn State fan travel from Pennsylvania to go to Michigan State? Yeah, if they were on the verge of upsetting Ohio State and Michigan and winning the Big Ten East, they'd make that trip. But now that they know it's indoors and it's in Detroit and it's a holiday weekend, you'll get many more Penn State fans going to this game now than before. And how embarrassing will it be for Michigan State that if this is their Friday night national broadcast, NBC and Peacock, if that place is full of Penn State people? And then the high school kids. I I don't want to do the math on that because I get really irritated. And yeah, I'm a high school dad with a son in football. Would would there be anything keeping him from playing on Sunday? No. But there's a couple things. You had that Friday-Saturday standing alone where there's not a lot of competition. College basketball, maybe a Wings-Pistons game. But you're going to line them up on NFL Sunday? Lions won't be playing because they'll be playing on Thursday, right, against the Packers. 
But this religious exemption, and I'm curious, and I haven't talked to Mark U at all, haven't texted. I wanted my opinions to be my overview of the situation. That if you have those religious exemptions from a player or team, you could have a complete mess. Now, some say, and I've had a few comments on Twitter, well, yeah, I'm glad they got, move it away from Black Friday. That's crazy as it is. You Thanksgiving, you drove to the family's house, and Sunday gives you a better chance to go watch it, and the Lions aren't playing anyways. So people use that Sunday, hoping maybe there's some good weather to get a last round of golf in. But it's just the fact that I'm already against Friday night college football because it's taken away from that small-town feel at the high schools. And when you have a $7 billion-plus TV deal, I understand money wins. But Michigan State could have put their seniors first, could have really put their fans first. And I know some will say, well, Detroit is their big hub anyways. I disagree, man. I know Detroit has six of the 10 million people in the state, but West Michigan provides a lot of that base on game day tailgates at Spartan Stadium. Mid to West Michigan, a ton. And I don't want to hear, well, we're just going to cater to Detroit, which a lot of people do, a lot of sports teams do. I've had a lot of sports teams tell me, well, we don't market West Michigan because we just draw from Detroit. Okay, good. You're just going to write off a city, which, by the way, ranked number 20. I just saw this from the New York Post. Best city to start a career in in America, Grand Rapids ranked 20th. 20th in the country. Detroit, 175th. I'm not, I'm not hammering Detroit. I love it. I love game days down in Detroit. But if Michigan State had this big season of anticipation, if this was a year ago, I might see it. But you're hoping this team can go 6-6 six and six and you just gave Penn State an equal playing field indoors and they'll have more fans in Michigan State there. So uh, that will be our huge question of the day. And I got the Twitter poll, the easiest way to answer, because I'm going to talk hockey with Mike. Add a huge show on Twitter. You'll see my poll. I just want your feedback. I know it's not end of the world, but busting up tradition always sets me off in sports. And I know change happens. And when you got networks combining to pay over $7 billion, so be it. But, man... I, you know, bumping it to Sundays, and you just hope you don't get the religious side that creates a hornet's nest. Uh, Mike Knubel uh, in studio with us. How you doing, Michael? I'm great, huge. Yeah, good. I'm a little fired up. Uh, yeah, no, you were. You can see just sitting here in the studio. It's, you know, fans, uh, your listeners can hear it, but yeah, you're uh, well, because, stirring in your area here. That Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Ford Field, right after Lions on Thursday, has been a tradition. Mm-hmm. Unlike no other. Yeah. It has. Yeah. The kids are practicing in the snow in a lot of places, and then to finally be able to chance, have that chance to get indoors. And I mean, what are there, eight or nine classes? Is that what it comes to? Well, there's eight. They, they're not, eight. They, they do their eight-man, I think, up at the Dome at Northern Michigan. Yeah. I think yeah. They, they have two eight-man classes, so there's ten. Two championships are up at the Uper Dome at Northern Michigan, yeah. and then they do eight there. So now what they're going to do is do four on – Saturday, well, they used to do four Friday, four Saturday, right? Like I still feel like you could probably get one or two in on, on Friday somehow. Well, but they can't because it's game day. You're going to get the teams, you're going to get NBC. Wow. So, yeah, because yeah, you got NBC coming in there. I think, I think CBS is the Thanksgiving day. So you got these different TV crews. You know, the reality is Ford Field's going to make more money off of mm-hmm. Michigan State, oh, Penn that. State. Yeah. 
and Michigan. The the winners here are Ford Field and Michigan State. That's it. Yeah. And Penn State. I believe their fans now, it, their top 15 team, they got a new quarterback. If that quarterback's fine, Michigan has to play a Penn State. That, that could be, probably is their toughest game of the year. Penn State is in the Big Ten East championship conversation. Mm-hmm. So you're helping out. I, I, I just don't get it. I know NBC says, hey, you got to do a Friday night. And they're thinking, what if it's 18 degrees? The is day it, after Thanksgiving. Is this a new contract that's kicking in? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some games are only going to be on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I don't know about this game, if it's only a Peacock game on Black Friday. If it is, that could be Michigan State saying, well, our fans would rather buy a ticket than sign up if they're not a subscriber for Peacock and drive down to Detroit. Yeah. Well, they would probably be on Peacock, so there's no more Big Ten Network and all that covering games. Well, there is. Everything yeah, on there's, Peacock, uh, well, Peacock, yeah. well, there's uh, now there's CBS is covering the Big yeah, Ten. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. Got, yeah, that's right. They split it up a couple different ways. NBC yeah. Peacock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's so many networks. I didn't even know NBC Peacock was part of it till I saw a commercial a couple of weeks ago yeah. during something on NBC. It might have even been golf. And I'm thinking, I didn't know the Big Ten, they were part of that deal. Yeah. I thought yeah. they were locked in with ND. Yeah. So some think that's, you know, the future when they expand, why ND might come aboard. Now there's talk they're going to, they need to add some West Coast teams. Mm-hmm. And even hockey, they're, USC and UCLA, I read a story, are exploring going D1 in hockey with how hockey's exploded in Southern mm-hmm. California. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, with, Southern California turns out lots of players. Yeah, so why not if they're yeah. going to get on the yeah. Big Ten? But you need some. You know, I know Arizona State, but I don't think their academics will get them in the Big Ten. So maybe Washington, and you see uh, what Seattle uh, did this year, and you know maybe because of uh, Nike, Phil Knight, and Oregon, those two schools will be added so you get a west coast swing right yeah yeah no it's why northwestern doesn't have a team i don't get but you know i mean to start a program conservatively conservatively is probably 100 million dollars really know? i mean by the time you build a rink didn't penn state get a donor who yeah, funded yeah, that Pegula, whole thing, the right? family from you know, the bills from family. the bills yeah yeah and uh he chose to do the rink and then you're you know you're talking about 18 scholarships for the men 18 more for women it's you know coaches it's all that it's pretty they can explore all they want. I kind of chuckle every time when I hear teams, you know, who, who explored a couple years ago, Oakland University, uh, you know, they explored, Illinois explored, and I feel like there was some other, then they just go away. They're like, yeah, no, it's going to cost us $100 million to start a program. So maybe not, maybe we're not going to really. And they're not going to get a ton over. of revenue back. You can't, no, you can't no. charge sweet and $100 a ticket on the glass yeah. for college hockey, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's, it's tough. You know, getting the venue, the venue is, is the hard part in, in doing that properly. And you saw Arizona State took, they started the team, and we're playing in like basically a 1500 seat arena playing division one hockey, which is, you know, junior hockey teams playing bigger rinks than they do. And then they finally got that one uh, mullet arena now and the, the coyotes are splitting it with them. So it's, that's kind of, which is kind of a uh, backward setup, you know, a little bit, but finally it took, it took them a good eight, eight, 10 years to really get a hold and get their building created. So it, it costs, costs a lot. So if you start teams in LA, it's kind of like, where are you going to play, you know, at crypto, they're going to lease ice there. I mean, they already have two basketball teams. They got they have so much. Every concert in the world goes there. I mean, it's you know where's the and venue? who are you going to play? Too where's the venue travel, for those right? guys? Yeah, and I mean, they're probably if you start in Southern California, you're going to be on the road a lot in the beginning. Teams aren't going to go out there that much, if especially if you don't have a great setup at home and all that. So, 
you'll be end up on the road a lot. So there's another more of your budget. You know, you're probably going to be more than three quarters of your year traveling, and it's hard on the players and trying to keep them up with schoolwork and that. So it's it's there's there's a lot to think about. It, it, everything costs money, you know, and every, prices are just going up. So it's I I used to say it'd be eighty to eighty five million to start a program. Now I think it's probably over a hundred to start a program. But with that seven billion plus multi network deal, mm-hmm. as much as I you know complain about Peacock and NBC. Mm-hmm. Among other networks, I, I think I saw the numbers around eighty million a year. So the schools were close to forty two, forty five, mm-hmm. give or take ballpark. Yeah. It's almost doubling their annual revenue, and that's why they have to give in and play games where they don't want to play them. I don't think NBC pushed for Detroit Spartan Stadium. Ford Field is easier on a TV crew, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's easier to get in there, yeah. load up. Everything's all set up for you. you it, it's a venue that, out, right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. they might even use yeah. some of the equipment CBS is using mm-hmm. on uh, the Thanksgiving Day, the game before, to save some money instead of some of those crews they sub out. But you know, that's you know, you're getting eighty million. I, I, when does the money stop? You know, the college football playoff is expanding to twelve. It'll have room to go to twenty four, like you know, D two and uh, D three. Uh, the money. For as much as we hear about a lack of money everywhere in America, money seems to be growing on trees and, in sports, right? And again, that's where I start to get a little, my thoughts on that. Again, you're, you're getting all these teams in there and you're forcing players to pay games, play more games, and they don't get anything out of it. And this is where there's going to be a pushback at some point here where everybody wants to push and play these games. But the players are like, we, you, we get nothing out of this. Well, that's We're, why NIL is kind of a free, well, yeah. a free run right now. Well, I know, but still, it, it, for, you know, if you have 100, and whatever, 100 players on your roster, like NIL is applicable to 10, a dozen, Agreed. really, you know, that, that are going to make significant money. Tops, tops on, on a team. And so now you have... You know, the, the masses aren't getting anything, and now they're like, we're going to have to give up our we're, – we're grinding through exams. We're giving up our, our, our uh, Christmas break, and now we're playing till the end of January, Like, and we're not getting any more out of this? You, you would be kidding me. And then the guys who are thinking about turning pro, you know, extend their season out, they're like, uh-uh, I'm going to bail on this because i I got to get ready for my own combine, my own draft. Like, it's not worth it for me. Games, What's in right? it for me? Right. You know, like the guys that's – there's going to be a wall. There's only so much you can do with the kids without before you. There's nothing in it for them anymore after a while. Well, where they missed the boat and when that O'Bannon name, image, and likeness case went all the way to the Supreme Court, Michael, that the NCAA didn't set up a monthly stipend for every student athlete. And part of the issue is they have under Title IX, they have to do it for equally amongst all the athletes. Mm-hmm. So if they were going to do a stipend at Michigan where you went to school or Michigan State, right? It's going to have to be the same amount of money for every athlete. Well, I think I talked about this before. The Power Fives have offered up. If you look up the lawsuit, Allstott versus Northwestern, when it, that, I forget his first name, but the Allstott side of it, whoever that, that person was, sued uh, Northwestern about the lack that you cannot cap Division One athletes' academic rewards. So all the Power Fives now can have $5,900 a player on top of their cost of living as, as being eligible, just to be eligible to carry two point. So just money. Yeah. That, and that is all 800 play, all 800 athletes, so men's, they'll, women's, they'll, refs, they'll get, non-refs. They'll get, yeah. a, they'll get a all check power fives, yeah. for 5,900 bucks. Cole's gonna, yeah, each that's year. That's what Cole's getting, yeah. 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 
And the kid gets a check and yeah. fifty nine hundred, even you know, the coal's beginning on is, top of your cost of living, you know, which is another four. So that was money for you know five hundred a month. So they are doing. There's things popping up. And the power fives again. That's why the power fives are going to separate again. They're you know, the power fives can afford to pay it. If you do eight hundred athletes times six thousand, what's that? Four point eight million a year. Is that a big deal in some of these budgets? Not so much anymore. And they'll find somebody to they'll find a sponsor to pay for it or something like that. But these are these are. The various ways they're trying to keep everybody a little bit happy before there's a big uprising out of student athletes. And the uprising will, I'll, I'll be curious if it comes before or after, because here's what I think. And I've said this from, gosh, last 20 years uh, when the topic came up long before NIL. I believe the day will come when a football program is not part of the athletic department at a school, mm-hmm. but it becomes a separate business entity that leases the name, image, and likeness of the school. They pay the school X amount of dollars for the facility use this. So being a private business and not being under that school for what they do, they could avoid Title IX, mm-hmm. which means they wouldn't have to pay every student athlete on that campus, and the Power Five could just handle whatever sports are under that Power Five blanket. Mm-hmm. And that would be money-generating sports. It's, it's, it's all very tricky because now you're dragging in presidents of universities who are say, no academia, we're, we're scholars, do doctors no of education. They're like, what are, we do- what are we talking about here? Like, You guys want to branch the football team off from the university and still keep the name? And I could see presidents being like, absolutely not. That will never happen under my watch. No way. So it's you're dragging other. They're not their own entity. There's so many other players involved that that aren't sports related, but carry a big, big stick at universities. And they might they could just the regents or whatever. They could just put their foot down and be like, are we, what are we doing here? When the Big Ten prior to the expansion of the playoff, when the Big Ten formed that alliance with the ACC and I think the Pac-12 before they split up, right? Like Washington State is underwater right now. They put a freeze on spending all money connected to all athletic teams because they found out they owe Fox or somebody $25 million. So they're not going to spend a dime because they got to pay that back. Mm -hmm. There was an underperformance on TV ratings or something like that. So I've always felt there's going to be two sides to this. There's going to be the schools and the presidents Mm -hmm. who want to be like pro teams, right? Mm -hmm. And then they're going to be the Northwesterns with the Ivy League, with other schools who are want to put academics first, they'll still play football, but you'll have non-scholarship. It'd be similar to the Ivy League across the board. So whether that's 50 of those schools, they have their own playoffs, they still have tailgating. You know, Ivy League does well for the level they want to play, right? Mm-hmm. And football. They are D1 in hockey, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. In like Ferris State University is D1 in hockey. And I, I, you're going to get this splintering here because how many schools can keep it up, stay within the guidelines, like I talked about with that hypothetical situation with schools branch off, and how do you afford it? Because if a, if a Washington state right now has to put any excessive spending on hold because now they're in the hole and they have to pay back a network $25 bucks, it's not a good business model. No, no, it's not survivable. It like, doesn't make sense to anybody. Who's in charge of their books or their numbers? They're like, what? You know, how do we even enter in this deal? Like, what are, we look like fools here. The Ivy League puts education first, and they still field football teams, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but I mean, you know, 
somebody's got to turn out the NFL guys, and they got to go somewhere to train. And that's, that's why the I think there's going to be a there's going to be that power five separation. Mm-hmm. You I, could, about. I could see power five separating, yeah. and then yeah. other schools who don't want to be a part yeah. of the power yeah. five who want to put academics first. Yeah, yeah, because it it's just comes down to money and who can afford to do. Yeah, this but Northwestern will talk about academics yeah. first, and they go pump all that money into that beautiful indoor facility with the glass overlooking Lake oh, Michigan, yeah. right? Northwestern, what they call Wildcat Beach or whatever. Doesn't oh, that look man. awesome. Oh. I mean, so Gorgeous. yeah, but yeah. when the money starts to run dry or you hear schools who are getting this guaranteed money every year from a network, especially Pac-12, they don't know what their future is. So Washington State said, hey, they, they put a stop on all spending. I think I just read that this week. So it's interesting uh, where because uh, the rich are going to get richer mm-hmm. and other schools are going to have to say, hey, man, we're going to have to form our own division. That will be no scholarship. We'll pay a coach. Certain they won't be the five million a year, but you know, look at almost what football subdivision the Southern Illinois, the Illinois states do, and play along those lines. And oh man, it's almost like the schools themselves are in the transfer portal. You know, <laughs> they want to move, they change. You know, like I mean, Stanford in the Pac-12 or whatever. How long are they going to be out there? You know, like like now we're the we're the crown jewel of this conference, and there's nobody left, so we got to leave now. So right? how long so, before Stanford, Northwestern? If we had to list the academic first schools that are still left out there, which is kind of crazy because you have to stop and think, Mike. Mm-hmm. Like Stanford comes to mind naturally, Northwestern, right? Who else is an academic first? You know, Michigan. Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame is. Yeah. Michigan yeah. is to a point, except uh, President Ono helped build up Cincinnati, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Into a Big 12 school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like who's who's got the, the rigors? Who's in the media that just, I don't know, is Michigan actually when. Uh, Getting the transfer from North Carolina, the basketball program, he couldn't get into school. Academics. So, you know, there are a few There are a few that can bend so much. They are you kidding me, Mike, that we've gotten uh-huh. to the point that academics come first now <laughs> yeah. for a student athlete? Yeah, I know. That's Well, you played funny. at Michigan hockey, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And you had good grades in high school, right? I did not have great grades in high school, no. And I'm, I'm fine to say that. <laughs> okay, I'm, not, I'm not questioning. I was you. eligible. That's yeah, for sure. You. I was way over the eligibility well, edge. Was eligibility I, 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 old school to two yeah, point? I was right? not. Yeah, it was. I was. A, I was above a two, but not a three. So I was somewhere in there. So didn't yeah. quite take cool, school as seriously as they should have. But back school, then, yeah. so you're telling me that athletes get in for yeah and minimum grades, and I think yeah the ACT, ACT and the SAT. As long as you get, get on above the those. ACT? I got 19. I got 24. I think you needed you needed yeah, 17. I had 24. Uh, you need. I took it one time. So I got I said, 21. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. I, it's going to keep going up. A couple minutes can be 22. Yeah, I, I, got, oh, yeah, I, got no, I have 24. I got <laughs> I, I, the ACT, I took that at you know Saturday morning after an all-night party. And I, got, I think it was 10.50 on that. So back in the day, you needed 17 on the ACT, and they had Prop 48 back in that the day. That was SAT was the, the four-digit. SAT was the four-digit, like yeah. the hundreds one. I yeah. had 10.50 on that. And then mm. 24 on an ACT. And you needed seven, it was like seven or 750 on an SAT to be eligible, and then a 17. Yeah, I think. And I, I was, or 18. And otherwise, you were Prop 48, which meant you, you went to school, you couldn't play or practice, and you burned a year. You couldn't redshirt. Wow. It wasn't a redshirt. So. Yeah, I think, yeah, they, I, I they think would, you'd only have three years of eligibility. They give you one year to get your grades together. I think SAT. I was like an airplane seven seven seven. There was a number that sticks out where well, you got five hundred just for getting your name right. Yeah, so. but, thank you. Oh, I appreciate that, Mike. <laughs> okay, Mister Two Point Five out of East Kentwood. Higher. <laughs> not, I'm not saying East Kentwood isn't a good academic school district. I'm not downplaying uh, East Kentwood at all. Yeah, those. 
those tests. And, and But because I was from, you know, didn't have a father, financially poor family, I had, a, in Oklahoma was offering, like, they take you at two point and above, which I, I my grade point average was above three when I was a senior. And they gave me like a free education, money to live on. I, that's why I went to Oklahoma. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and then I, 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 you know, one thing, Superfly, I was telling you, I got eyes for almost two years, incompletes for every class at Oklahoma. Now, they did a study that correlated the drinking age was 18 in Oklahoma with Bill's seven semesters of not registering one grade. So, you know what I did? I, I went and followed some buddies from high school at Sparta who went to the University of Arizona, and I applied there. And believe it or not, I got in. I still don't know. Back then, no computers, maybe. No, no, no records. They couldn't uh, track it down. Maybe they got lost in the mountains of New Mexico by the pigeon that was bringing them. I don't know. And I spent three glorious semesters in beautiful Tucson, Arizona. And Superfly, you know what I got? Three more eyes. All eyes. And at that point, I realized, you know what? I'm going to go look for a radio job. School's not for me. And There's no distractions in Arizona. No. No, none, none, none at all. <laughs> Cat house, and then we go up to the Devil House, which was Arizona State. Mm-hmm. And greatest bar ever. They played the national anthem before their DJ started. Uh, yeah. And then they dropped the yeah. school flag and the American flag, and people stood on you know, wood chairs and tables, and you sung the national anthem. It was really cool. And, and you took the U.S. flag back up, and then the school flag, <laughs> and then when the cat house had the yeah, and the cat house had, and then the devil house was Arizona State, and then but their women were just gorgeous there. God. So I got in radio, got a radio yeah. job at twenty one, and the rest is history. And here we are, Mike. Yeah, oh. here we are. Can yeah. can we talk about the Stanley Cup Finals <laughs> at all? Oh, well, we got the Western Finals and Eastern Finals. We'll get to coming up in our next segment. Good to have you in studio. We got yeah. we got time. We'll be able to mention that at least. What the schedule is for the games? Okay, it's been <laughs> we'll great hockey, it. hasn't it? Yeah, it's been awesome. I, yeah. Even non-hockey fan type people will come up. They're like, "Man, these games are unbelievable." I've heard a lot of people I didn't even know watched hockey yeah. Yeah. Talk, talking to me about Mark Wilson, the PGA rules yeah. official, said yeah. the other night, "So I'm not a big hockey fan, but I can't stop watching these yeah. games. Every game's going to you know two, three, four overtimes." Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about the Carolina, Florida, and also. Uh, the Golden Knights, Vegas, and the Dallas Stars, Mike Knubel, former NHL star in studio here on this Wednesday broadcast. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MercBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news 
press releases and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Mike Knubel, by the way, in studio, former NHL U.S. Olympian, played at East Kentwood, University of Michigan, won a cup with the Wings. I do want to take a few minutes and talk about this unbelievable playoff run, Michael. Golden Knights of Vegas, three-zip lead over the Stars. You're watching what Florida's doing to Carolina, completely the opposite. I, I was thinking Carolina and Dallas in the Stanley Cup final when we talked you know, a month ago, uh, hockey... Playoff hockey is such a different animal. Jeez, I think I was in here. I think it said Edmonton, Boston final, you know, and Florida took care of Boston, which, you know, seemed like a mismatch on paper, and especially after the year after Boston had setting records and and wins. And to think that Brad Brad Marchand had the puck on a stick on a breakaway with, was it five seconds left, like in game five or whatever it was, and had a breakaway. If he scores, it's basically the it's over and, and, uh, and he missed, and then Florida comes back and wins, and then wins the next round, and here they are in the semis. So these games are just like they're such dogfights. And we were talking earlier, you know, about people that don't watch a ton of hockey, but uh, you know, it's these these games are just a battle every night. And as a fan, you know, it's like you know sometimes. And I I, I actually learned to like playoff basketball. I actually really enjoy some playoff basketball. I enjoy it, but you get these swings where one team wins by twenty on a, and the next team the other team wins by. 20 or 25 and it's just um, the NHL's provided just some games that are just the high percentage of games that are just absolute coin flip dog fights every night I don't know if Florida and Vegas is going to be a knockout TV ratings winner no. 
Uh, no. But the hockey's been good. The ho- you know, you're, you're seeing from the four overtime game to the, I, I don't know the total number on how many o- OT games we've seen in the Stanley Cup playoffs this year, but playoff hockey is still fun to watch. It's like the NBA. I agree with you. I lock in on the NBA playoffs. I hardly watch any during the regular season outside of the Pistons because I do a statewide sports show in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's, and I think, you know, there's a lot of distractions this time of year. You know, if you're coaching, you know, or your kids are playing, you know, they're back outside, everybody's kind of coming out of their, their uh, you know, kind of their midwinter slumber and get back outside and enjoy the fresh air. And it's actually hard to even sit down and watch a game a lot of evenings. But um, I don't know, there's a lot of people that are finding time to make that, you know, to make that time and kind of hustle home from practice with their kid or whatever and kind of just... Uh, you know, whether they grill, grill up a burger real quick and have one head in the door watching the game while you're burning your burger out on the grill. It's just you're trying to do so many things and keep an eye on it. It's, it's, fun, to, it's fun, to, fun to watch. So it looks like Vegas and Florida in the Stanley Cup final. I don't know. That's kind of like mm, it's been great watching these series because of the OT games, but I kind of pause for a minute and say it doesn't do a lot for me, but they are playing for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah. The question is, so, you know, on Florida side, you have Matthew Kachuk, who's turned himself into a bona fide superstar on uh, this playoff series. Like him or love, you know, like him or hate him, he's a guy that every player in the league would love to have on his team. Uh, he scored big goals. He's been a pain in everybody's rear end and 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 kind of done it all. And Florida, I I believe, I don't know, Alexander Barkov went down the other night. I'm not sure if he's going to be back or not, but they're certainly riding a hot goalie in, in Bobrovsky. And so uh, on paper, I think Vegas looks a little better, you know, like personnel-wise, but I think Florida's got a momentum, much like in whatever, 1996 when, they, when Colorado, they, uh, you know, took Colorado to the finals and the Wings won the next year. But that series, like Florida came out of nowhere. I think they're a pretty new team. And so at that point, but... It's riding momentum at this time of year can, and you get some hot. You're, if your stars play like stars, that's a great thing. And uh, but I do think Vegas has a little more balance. So you like Vegas to uh, hoist the cup? I, I, on paper, I think it certainly makes you know. It's, you just wonder how much more gas Florida has. You know, right? they're playing on you know a lot of emotion and and you know us against the world temp- type mentality, and it seems to be working. You just be curious if they could if they could pull that whole thing off. Mike, uh, a very quick forty two minutes in the studio. I appreciate you coming down. Good luck uh, to Cole. Uh, with the NHL draft workouts and everything going on in his life. Just an unbelievable year of hard work by your son who has committed and will be on his way to South Bend and Notre Dame and D1 hockey mm-hmm. uh, next season. And Cam and his hard work at Western, man, I know you and your wife and family are very proud of all your kids. Yeah, we're lucky, man. They're ever- you know, you're always on, as and they're all as home right yeah, now. Yeah, they are all home. I know. We, as we were saying before, give I'm me actually, money. Give actually, me money. Oh, Where's the food? Right? Yeah, I patch cars up. I do uh, put air back in tires. I'll dazzle with kids. But you like kids. that stuff. Yeah, you yeah. miss it when they're gone. Yeah, oh yeah, we yeah, all miss quiet. it. Yeah. Well, all my kids now. I, I don't drive yeah. my kids to school anymore. Yeah. And it was kind of melancholy when I pulled out of that school for the last day. I think it was in. April when he started driving and I'm like this is my last time taking the kids to school unless there's yeah. car issues or yeah. Yeah. horrible weather and you look in the rear view mirror and yeah. they're not in the back seat I know we went to dinner last night at Bodie's in East Grand Rapids after a little graduation thing. Uh, and I'm so our, proud of you the way you're yeah. dropping in the plug. Oh I didn't. That yeah, is I awesome I, I love even, you. I you even. have you have grown so much <laughs> on air. So That's not going to give me anything so, anyway. But, so, yeah, but so anyway yeah and that's, we're saying that was our first dinner together since probably Christmas Eve I think. So That's fantastic yeah, yeah. man. Well yeah. good for you yeah. man. I know uh, you and your wife do a great job with uh, your sons and your 
uh, daughter. Uh, enjoy the holiday weekend, and we'll talk when the Stanley Cup Finals get rolling, okay? We will. Thanks, Huge. All right, Mike Knubel in studio talking hockey here on the Huge Show. Now, Mike's a big golfer. If you would like to win some free golf this summer, stay and play packages. Two, uh, two nights stay for you and three guests. 36 holes of golf. Uh, three different resorts have teamed up with Labatt Blue, Matt Shepard, and also the Michigan Sports Network. It's simple to enter. You have to be 21 and up. Just text GOLF to 21000. G-O-L-F to 21000. And you'll be in the drawing for all three stay and play packages. We'll have a winner announced uh, every month uh, through the summer. Have you played? You played Tullymore, haven't you before? Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you played Agaming Sundance up there? Yes, I have. Yeah, uh, that's beautiful. Well, is it summers ago? Yeah. Is that nice? Yeah, it's great. I mean, great views of the Torch Lake. Yeah, and, and Sundance yeah. is a cool course. Yeah, there's some good stuff out there. And then Dumaglass is up between Boyne City and Charlevoix, kind of off the beaten path there on. Boyne City Road. It's been around forever. I, mean, I don't yeah. think I've ever played there. but it's a, You lose a lot of golf balls. I, uh, it's the highest point, I think, in Charlevoix County, and they have some unbelievable views. Yeah. You can see uh. Beaver Island. You can see the lake. So that's all cool. Uh, yeah, so enter. He, I, I guess you can enter because you're officially not on the payroll. Text GOLF, <laughs> G-O-L-F, uh, to 21000. That's GOLF to 21000, and we'll have those monthly winners drawn all summer long. Everything huge, 24-7 at God smack live and in your face. Friday, May 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino, plus Bad Wolves. At Saint Show, Saint Night, Bullet for My Valentine. Tickets start at $28 on sale now at the Soaring Eagle box office or etix.com. Party hard, rock harder. Godsmack, May 26th, part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. Shop everything you need for Memorial Day with one stop at Meyer. Get buy one, get one free 80% lean ground beef. Buy five, save $5 on Aunt Millie Stadium Buns, Coca-Cola or Pepsi 24 pack, plus deposit where applicable. Sweet baby ray sauce and lace potato chips. Plus, have fun in the sun with 40% off the entire stock of swimwear for the family. Celebrate together and get the same prices online and in store this week at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together at the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. You can register now at MiniOnTheMac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's MiniOnTheMac.com. Hey, this is Matt Shepard from the Michigan Sports Network. I love summers in Michigan because it means golf season. Now, two things always when I go golfing. I make sure I got my sticks, and I've got plenty of cold, fresh Labatt Blue Light. Whether I've just squeezed in 18 holes or I just want to relax on the patio after a long day, everywhere I go, and I'm serious when I tell you this, I tell people about the smooth, genuine taste of Labatt Blue Light. It's just a great beer. Michigan Sports Network is giving you a chance to win a foursome to Michigan's best courses. Just listen weekdays to the 
huge show and X's and bros, or just text golf to 21,000 to enter. That's golf to 21,000. The trip includes two overnight stays and two rounds of golf, all brought to you by my friends at Labatt Blue Light. So grab a Labatt Blue Light the next time you head out onto the course and enjoy the blue skies because blue is for Michigan summers and great times. Always enjoy responsibly. Copyright 2023 Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All rights reserved. Labatt is a registered U.S. trademark of Labatt Brewing Company, LTD. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan Wednesday broadcast. Mark Hill, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, will join us here in about 10 minutes. We'll get his thoughts on the MHSAA getting bumped off of Friday this year for Michigan State, Penn State football. They'll have to play championship games on Sunday, Thanksgiving weekend. Mark Hill will tell us how that came about, uh, his viewpoint on it. That's in just about 10 minutes. Now, if you miss any interview or podcast, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge. 